You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to yet another Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. As always, my name's Colm. I'm joined by DJ. Lots of mouth-watering ties coming up this week in uh, the playoff race. Really uh, getting into a key situation. So really, I'm looking forward to uh, breaking down some of these games. On today's show, DJ, we're going to be joined by Jeff Reinbold. Many of you will know him from Sky Sports NFL coverage. Some of you will know him as well from being the special teams coordinator of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He has a vast knowledge of coaching experience and uh, looking forward to breaking down a couple of the games with him. I know he's been doing some game tape for that Steelers-Chiefs game this weekend, so going to talk a little bit about that game with him as well as a number of other games. So I'd say that, DJ, we'll be breaking down all the games for the rest of the week and uh, hopefully the listeners are here and they will enjoy the show. So if it's your first time, please do hit the subscribe button. We hope you will enjoy the show. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you as always for coming back and keep doing a great job spreading the word. There's more and more followers every week, more and more listeners every week. So down to your fantastic help uh, each and every week, the uh, Overtime Ireland website and, of course, the podcast is growing. So, of course, I mentioned the website there. It is OvertimeIreland.com. Our Twitter handle is at OvertimeIreland. And as always, just to start the show, last word on sport, our partner here and there did a fantastic job helping us grow our audience each and every week. So check them out, LastWordOnSport.com. Check out their Twitter handle at last word on sport. Very, very worth a follow. Highly recommend checking that out. DJ, I'm sure everyone's here now to hear us predict the matches, hear us talk through the games, and we're going to have a great guest this week to do so, and it's Jeff Reinbold. So let's get Jeff on the show right now. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. Joined back on the Overtime Ireland podcast now by one of our favourite guests, uh, Jeff Reinbold. A lot of you'll know him from the Sky Sports NFL coverage. He was back on this past weekend doing, well, I was going to say what he does best, but what he does best is coaching on the NFL field, but he does a very good job, or on the, the CFL field, but what he does a very good job of is uh, breaking down game tape for for the viewers. Uh, Jeff, hope you're doing well. Doing really well. I'm in the I'm in the Sky Studios right now with Carl Bauman, our producer, and uh, we're grinding on some tape with the Steelers for this weekend. We've got the Steelers and the Chiefs coming up on Sunday, and that's a heck of a game and a yeah. great matchup. Yeah, we always seem to catch you at good times. The last time we talked, you were up in uh, Canada, and you were in, uh, break, or setting up a game plan for one of your games, so always interesting things going on with you, and you're always a, a very, very very busy man. So we'll get straight into it. We have a couple of questions in, first of all, on Twitter, and then we'll go through a couple of those games, including that Steelers-Chiefs match. And First question in is uh, CFL-related, so we'll go with that, and it's Phil Phelps has sent it in. He's wondering about, have you any news on Jerron Carter, and could he make the switch to the NFL based on his CFL production this past season? Well, I, I'm going to tell you something. The, the kid obviously comes from great stock. You know, his father, Chris, was a you know Hall of Famer in the National Football League and one of the better players to ever play the game at, at the receiver position out of Ohio State. Duran followed him to Ohio State and then, then came up to the Canadian Football League. In a lot of ways, he's a lot like his dad. He's big. Uh, he's you know he's long. He's about six foot three. He's got great big long arms. He's physical. Um, you, you know he provides a quarterback with great catching range, and he has really good body control for a guy as big as he is. So he has all the qualities that the NFL looks for in a receiver, and I'm sure he's going to have an opportunity you know, very soon. And uh, just when we're on the CFL, Jeff, uh, for any of the listeners that don't know, you're a special teams coordinator with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Last year you almost got a ring. This year you were even closer to getting a, a Grey Cup ring. 
Next year gonna be third time lucky, or what's the story for for next year? Well, we're gonna just keep we're, we're gonna just keep banging at the door until you know we we get in, and if we have to kick it in, we'll have to kick it in. But you know, it was really heartbreaking this year because we return a punt 95 yards with a minute 15 or a minute 30 left to go in the game that would have put us up, and and it got called back on a really really poor, in my opinion, poor call, and uh, the cause of fool. So uh, you know, it, it, you can't you can't. I can't, gosh, can't be any closer than that or more heartbreaking than that. And, you know, so we'll just go back to work and we've got a young football team, the youngest football team in the Canadian football league. And, uh, you've got great skill coming back where our, our people have done a great job of making sure our free agents are, you know, signed for years to come. And so the nucleus of our football team will come back. Every team changes a little bit. Brandon Banks, who Washington Redskins fans will remember is the last returner, especially the last, last, special teams touchdown scored by the Washington Redskins, but it was scored by Brandon Banks, and he's now uh, our guy and, and the guy that, you know, played so well for us down the stretch. We've got to get him signed in free agency, but, you know, again, we're optimistic about that. You mentioned as well there, obviously, you had a punt return that was called back, but special teams this year for you in particular had to be a very successful. You must have been very proud of the guys, you know, you've been the coordinator um, almost. Yeah. That would have been a fitting way to cap off the season if, if that well, hadn't I, been called back. I, I, I tell you what, I don't know if any any returner in history, even you know, I'm, I'm including guys like Devin Hester in this, in four elimination games that we played at the end of the year versus Ottawa, if we lose the game, we're out of the playoffs. Uh, Brandon returns a, a kickoff, 115 yards for a touchdown, and then we play uh, Montreal in uh, a game that would have, you know, again was for the playoffs. We had to win the. To get in the playoffs, we had to win by more than eight to, uh, you know, to, to host home field for the playoffs. And doggone if the kid doesn't account for 200 and some yards of return yards that game. Then we play Montreal in the Eastern Final to decide who's going to go to the Grey Cup. He returns three for a touchdown in that game, and one of them called back, but, you know, two that counted, three in the game, and then returns, uh, you know, another one in the Grey Cup game and had another return of over 50 yards. So he is definitely a guy that when you talk about the great returners of all time, I don't know if anybody in a stretch of four games has had a, had a stretch like that. Yeah, I was keeping a close eye on it because I always like to keep an eye on the tie cats now that I've talked to you a few times in the podcast and, you know, it was, it was so close. But back uh, a place close enough to, uh, you know, the Canadian border, there's Buffalo. And I have a question in here from Simon Hambridge. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he's a Buffalo Bills fan or not, but he's wondering... If they had a, you know, we'll call it a franchise quarterback, but a, you know, even a top ten quarterback, do you think this year they could have been a, a Super Bowl contender this year? Well, I think you saw last. I think you saw last week when they have the Packers and and you know they just totally control the Packer passing game, and you know that's that, there was no player in the league, in my opinion, playing better than you know Aaron Rodgers was going into that game, and they just shut him down. And and you look at that front, may have the, as good a four down linemen as there are in the National Football League right now. You got Mario Williams at one end, you got Jerry Hughes at the other end, you got Donovan Darius, who's a first round draft choice at nose tackle and gives you great push and control inside and Woods a good player in there. You know, and, and they're doing it in the back end with guys that, you know, you know, you're not gonna think about I, I just really feel like they play uh, as good a defense as, as you can play and, and it's kept them in games and actually won a game for them last week. You look at them offensively you know, Chandler's a good enough tight end. He's not a great tight end, but he's a good enough tight end. Sammy Watkins, to me, is one of the young, dynamic receiving threats in the league. Um, you know, Goodwin gives him a Olympic, you know, 
level speed guy outside. I mean, the, the guy is, you know, as fast as there is in football. And, you know, Fred Jackson and and, uh, and C.J. Spiller running the football when they're healthy. It's those two good running backs. So, you know, the issue for them is they, they've got a hole at right guard. They're not quite good enough yet on the offensive line to just power and pound the ball, which is what they want to do. And, you know, their quarterback is a journeyman and plays like a journeyman. He's going to win some games for you, but he def- I don't know if he has the ability to throw it 50 times from the pocket when you're behind to try and win a, win a football game. Yeah, I think about a lot of the time, you know, the quarterback, everyone talks about the main position. And, uh, you know, if you don't have a, a very good quarterback, it's going to be hard to win any year. But they've definitely impressed me this season. And, uh, you know, they've kicked Alonso yep. to come back in next year as well. So that defense is going to get even stronger. Moving on to the games now, Jeff, you talked that you're in studying some tape for the Chiefs versus the Steelers. Uh, very critical game here, obviously, for the playoffs. The Chiefs are sitting at 8-6, and six, the Steelers at 9-5. and five, And, you know, we could possibly see three teams from that Steelers division making the playoffs. Uh, what have you just in your analysis so far seen in this game that you know might give us a glimpse into what way it's going to go? Well, I tell you what, I think the Chiefs are good enough to make a run. You know, they can rush the passer, and that's critical. You know, they've got Tom Bahali, and they got they've got guys who can get after the quarterback on defense. Um, where I'm concerned about, if I was a Chiefs fan, the area where I would have concern is number one, what has happened to the vertical passing game? Where are you? You know, where's Bo? Where, where are the receivers? You just don't see them, and you know they manufacture wins uh, by being good in some other areas. De'Anthony Thomas has given them an unbelievable return edge you know their their special teams coach Dave Pobbs is good as any in the in the business and they've won games on you know punt and, punt and kickoff returns um Charles is outstanding their big plays their chunk plays offensively really come from the running back position and so you know Kelsey's a, a good tight end as a matter of fact you know he's the one of the guys that, that caught a touchdown pass last week the two touchdown passes of note were you know a little slip route out of the backfield against a linebacker uh, uh you know, and and then they flex the tight end out and hit a slant for a touchdown. So, you know what I what I just don't know about with the Chiefs can they throw the ball down the field? And I think they're going to find out this weekend because Dick LeBeau, if they're going to stay in standard, you know, standard offensive formations where they got a tight end and a fullback, they're going to have eight and nine guys in that box and just challenge Alex to throw the football well enough to beat him. So. You know, I think that's going to be the telltale sign this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And you talked about throwing the ball downfield. The Steelers' kind of biggest issue this season on the defensive side of the ball has been, you know, in the secondary. So, you know, maybe the Chiefs aren't set up very well to deal with, the, you know, with the Steelers' deficiencies. But I think um, with the way the Steelers have been playing in recent weeks, they played well again last week against the Falcons. I thought they won that game, you know, easy enough, I thought. But... How impressive have you been with Le- Le'Veon Bell? I know everyone's talking about him, but Ben Roethlisberger as well is having arguably the best yeah. season of his career, and there's not a lot of talk going on about that at the moment. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, as you study him on tape, Colin, one of the, one of the things that really comes out to me was I'm watching the, the Saints game this morning, and it's throwback time now in, in Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh was trying to run a zone running scheme, and you know, in the past few years, and, and it just they just wasn't just wasn't working for them. Now they've gone to a power rushing attack, much like the old days in Pittsburgh. If you remember back to Blyer and Franco Harris, and they always had linemen who could run and pull and get out in space and make things happen. They weren't particularly the biggest guys. Well, they've moved away now from having just monstrous guys and and just coming off the ball and trying to swallow you up 
to now where they'll pull the backside guard and tackle. They'll pull the backside fullback. They'll do an awful lot of things, which we're going to show the viewers on Sky on Sunday, that really give Le'Veon Bell a chance to get air, to get through you know seams in, in the defense. And, and uh, they do an outstanding job with it. I'll tell you what, we had a kid at SMU that was drafted by the Steelers in, I think it was the fifth round, a kid named Kelvin Beecham, who played left tackle for us at SMU, and we thought that he would be a center in the NFL because he's really only about 6'2 and a half and, and really struggles to keep weight at right around 300. We didn't think he was big enough to be a tackle in the NFL, and most teams didn't either. But doggone, if you put the tape on, if he's not playing left tackle for the Steelers, and he, he's doing it because that style of offense suits him. If he was in the old zone running scheme, he would really struggle because he's just not that big. Yeah, I think I think the interesting thing is I think the Steelers will put up more points, obviously, and of course that's going to help them to win the game. I think the Chiefs' defense obviously is excellent, but I think just with the kind of the, the triple attack of Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and then Antonio Bryan, and you know there's some nice pieces there, Bryant and that as well, are putting up some good points for them. So I think overall in this game, I can't really see past the Steelers' win with the home field advantage and everything going into it. But as you mentioned, the Chiefs could be prime for a run, but this is a game they'll have to win really if they're you know looking to get into the playoffs. Both teams. You're, you know, we're in can't lose situation. So, which way are you lean on this game? I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the Steelers, and I'm gonna tell you, I think because of the home field advantage, as you said, I think both teams are desperate to win the football game because the Steelers obviously have got to try and you know keep pace with Cincinnati in their division and hope that for the best in the relative to the wild card. And you know the Chiefs are in basically an elimination game, also. So both teams are going to pull out everything that they got to win this thing. I think it'll be a tremendously physical game in in Pittsburgh. And uh, you know, again, I think it's going to come down to which quarterback makes the most plays. And and you mentioned those receivers; those young receivers are really dynamic in Pittsburgh. And Le'Veon Bell gives them a guy that can beat you a lot of ways, running it or carrying it. But really, Ben Roethlisberger has kind of been reborn i think a little bit in this offense you know you watched him against the saints he he almost pulled off an upsetting in, in the saints game they were down by three touchdowns and he just kept chunking it and you know he's he's throwing the ball better he looks like he's in a little better shape to me than he's been for the last couple of years so he moves in the pocket a little bit better and he's always had enough arm yeah i think he's having a lot of fun playing this season and it'll be interesting to see that breakdown that you have on coach's corner this week on sky sports of uh, Le'Veon bell two games just to run through quickly jeff before we let you go and we have the lions at the bears the reason i wanted to take this game up is because you are obviously up in the cfl mark tressman's come down from the cfl and last season we were talking about him and he you know everyone was saying about how good of a job he'd done this year it looks like the team in the last few weeks in particular has kind of almost quit on the season and you know it's not looking good for the coach but they're playing the Lions this week at home. Their home field advantage has been nullified this year. And uh, I think, you know, this is one maybe they will come out and play, but it doesn't look good for them against this Lions uh, defense in particular. Well, I think, you know, the, you look at the Lions, and what impresses you about the Lions is how good they are up front on defense. Yeah. You know, uh, Fairley and Sue and April and Ziggy Anza, I mean, those are guys that can really get up the field and, and rush. And, you know, uh, I think Matt Stafford is is functioning really well under you know, under Jim Caldwell's system. He's not turning the ball over like he had in the past. They've got some weapons, you know. Obviously, Reggie Bush, Drake Bell is is a very underrated back in my estimation. Uh, Faria gives you a good tar- tar- target at tight end, and obviously Megatron outside is starting to get healthy, so that's good for the Lion fans. 
this is a big game for the Lions because they got you know they got some air last week because the Packers went up and stubbed their toe in Buffalo. So if they can go into Chicago, which is a hard place to win, it's an old you know it's an ancient rivalry game, and you know the Bears are going to have some pride and they'll come up and play. But if the Lions can go in there and take care of business, which I think they can, then that you know that sets up a huge finish of the season. Yeah, and I think that obviously they're playing Pack- the Packers in the last game of the season. So you know Packers are playing. And, the, and down in Tampa, and they should have won that game. So <laughs> all sets up nicely for that game. Just a final thought on Mark Tressman. Have you been, obviously you've been disappointed with the way the Bears have played this season, but mm-hmm. do you think there is a bit of a split in the locker room there? Well, I, I can't say for sure, you know, because, again, I'm not in the locker room, but I have traded uh, traded text messages with Tress all season long and just trying to encourage him to, you know, keep, keep battling, keep doing the things that he's always done. Uh, you know, people have to understand that you are under such an incredible microscope when you're coaching in pro football, and everything that you do is evaluated on every newspaper and every talk show and, you know, every podcast, and everybody's got an opinion. And, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that, you know, a couple things have happened, you know, with his offensive coordinator being critical of the quarterback and what he thought was a private, you know, conversation which got public. And that's one of the reasons why coaches tell players all the time there is never an off the record conversation. So, you know, uh, it got leaked back to the media. Well, then it got splashed all over the media. Now he's got to, you know, the offensive coordinator's got to go in and, you know, apologize to the players in front. All this stuff creates distraction and disharmony in the locker room. And it's tough enough over 16 weeks in the National Football League to have 53 separate big egos and 53 separate agendas and keep it all moving in the right direction, particularly when you're struggling. And when you don't play well, the tendency is for you know, guys to point fingers. And I think Brandon Marshall's made some comments that, you know, certainly haven't helped that situation. So Tress has got his hands full, and I'm, I'm hopeful he can finish strong and, and get an opportunity to come back to Chicago for another year. I think they'll make changes on their staff, but, you know, it's it's here's the reality of it, Colm. You're paying a quarterback more money than you're paying anybody in football, and it's a lot easier to fire coaches and, and assistant coaches and even general managers than it is to fire guys that are making that kind of money. So, you know, it's a, the big decisions that are going to be made this offseason in Chicago. Yeah, we could talk about Jay Cutler all day long, but we'll stay away from that. Last game in the point I'm taking up here now is the, the Falcons and the Saints. Whoever wins this, I believe, will win this division, play, go to the playoffs. Rob Ryan's defense, I know you're pals with Rob Ryan as well, and uh, the defense this year just hasn't stood up particularly well for the Saints, but I guess we could put it down to the whole team rather than just the defense. It's surprising how the offense has struggled. Yeah, they have really not played to the level everybody anticipated. I thought they would be a, one of those teams that would be in the conversation right now about, you know, home field advantage in the playoffs and, and making a Super Bowl run. But defensively, they struggled. Jarius Bird got hurt. Kenny Vaccaro got benched. Uh, you know, they, they've had all kinds of issues that way. They, they've given up too many big plays. I know Rob's extremely frustrated with their play. Uh, and then offensively, the same way. Drew, Drew has had hit and miss. He's been kind of hit and miss all year. And the thing that's alarming about the Saints is used to be that the Superdome was a place you 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 know where dreams went to die. Now, you know I think they've lost four. I think they've lost four straight at home. So this is a huge game, and, and it's interesting you say that whoever wins is going to win the division. You haven't talked to my son, who's a huge Carolina <laughs> fan, so he still thinks they, the light blue team is going to yeah. win the division. So we'll see. It'll be a great – it'll be a down to the wire. The yeah, it's still be. a shot there for them as well. I think the Saints will take this one. There's been questionable play calling this season as well for the Falcons, but I just think uh, you know they're relying too much on Julio Jones. I think the Saints need a win at home, and I can't really see them winning five or losing five in a row. So 
both going uh, I think for Saints wins in this one uh, Jeff all the listeners I, I'm going to encourage them to go and follow you on Twitter it's at Jeff underscore Reinbold definitely worth a follow he, he's very interactive with all the uh, people who tweet to him answering their questions about the game and you know he's on Sky Sports doing the, the coverage this weekend so looking forward to seeing that piece here we mentioned on Le'Veon Bell and uh, encourage the listeners all to go and check out Sky Sports coverage this weekend thanks as always Jeff for coming on it's been a very uh, insightful experience again you know, my friend, it's always it's always my pleasure to speak to you and the, and the fans in Ireland, and certainly tune into Sky Sports NFL Saturday and Sunday oh, yeah, this week. We've got we've a, got two broadcasts, so it'll be Thursday fun. also. Thursday as well. So don't forget that we're we're getting a real fill of NFL action this weekend. So tune in and uh, get all get your fill before the Christmas period. So thanks a lot, Jeff. As always, thank you very much. Hey, this is Scott Fujita, former NFL linebacker and Super Bowl champion, and you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. That was Jeff Reinbold, DJ, joining us on the show. Always fun to have Jeff on, get his opinions on things, and uh, very, uh, as I mentioned there, definitely go and follow him on Twitter. It's at Jeff Reinbold, or at Jeff underscore Reinbold, sorry. DJ, uh, I mentioned with Jeff about the, the, the Chicago Bears game, but, you know, there's a bit of interesting news come out since about Jay Cutler being dropped, and you have a bit more on that. Yeah, Colin, the news broke on Thursday that Jimmy Clausen was going to make his starting debut in Chicago. And does this spell the end for Jay Cutler? Well, DJ, it's an interesting one. I know that you know there's still the possibility of him coming back next year. It's, uh, I think, £15.5 million counting against the cap next year for him. But interestingly, if he was to get cut and went to another team, whatever the contract with the other team would happen to be, will be... Uh, taken out of the money that they owe him so there is a you know a bit of a positive spin there i put out a tweet during the week asking if uh, the bears had kept the receipt for that contract and you know i didn't think it was going to come to this but cutler has been absolutely atrocious this season and you know i'm a, a packers fan and i'd like to see the bears doing bad but i didn't think it'd be this bad and you know his regression this season has been absolutely staggering i think uh, you know it's likely they're going to look for some trade value but there is still the possibility to that next season he comes back in over the summer and he works and things and everything goes good again for him and the the bears but It'll be interesting to see how it plays out down the road. Clausen, you know, is getting a chance here. He's going up against the better the Lions, and you know the Lions have a ferocious defense. We're going to, you know, talk to to Jeff about this game, and we both predicted Lions win. So, you know, it's it's hard to see now what the situation is unless we get a, a huge shocker and Clausen comes in and has an absolutely amazing game. But you know, I was hoping that the Bears would up a fight this week and uh, put some pressure on to the Lions, and you know, maybe help the Packers out. But I can't see that happening now with the way things have gone. So. Uh, I'm picking a Bears win, DJ. I'm sure you're picking a Bears win too. Or a, a Lions win, sorry. Yeah, come. I'm going to a Lions win, but I think Bears fans will be hoping that Jimmy Clausen performs a bit better than Johnny Manziel in his debut. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Moving on, DJ, to the next game, and uh, we're going to go into the Philadelphia Eagles facing the Washington Redskins this Sunday. It's going to be an interesting one. RG3 starting again for the Redskins. Uh, obviously there's a lot more at stake here for the Philadelphia Eagles after their loss last week to the Cowboys I, I think uh, you know what the situation I, I was obviously you know we know what happened with Sanchez last week he he threw away that game in, in a number of spots against the Cowboys and I didn't like the way that the Eagles defense played in particular with their scheme to try and stop Des Bryant which was non-existent in the second half uh, I think the, the Eagles bounce back here and get a result but no, I, I won't be one bit surprised if uh, they are upset here, but I think just with everything on the line, I think they, they sneak out a win narrowly. Colm's going with a narrow win here. I'm going with a minimum of a touchdown victory for oh. the Eagles against the Redskins. I really don't think RG3 is going to be able to pull this one out of the bag and Mark Sanchez will be saved by his wide receivers and running backs. 
Yeah, I, well, I thought RG3 looked a lot better last week against the, the Giants. We'll see what happens this week, DJ, I suppose. Means that, Gar- or, well, we could both be wrong. The Redskins could pull off an upset, but uh, we could both be right, I suppose. But we'll see who's right in, the, in the, the way the game pans out. Next game up, DJ, as we move forward, the 49ers are facing the San Diego Chargers. There's not a lot at stake in this game. for the, Well, the Chargers still have a chance of making the playoffs. I think it's a very, very minute chance at that, but... Uh, We'll see, and uh, Damien Brennan, I'm sure, still has his fingers and toes crossed down there in Dublin, hoping hoping the Bulls get a, get into the playoffs. The 49ers, DJ Jim Harbaugh, looks to be definitely on his way out, and, uh, you know, it's been a very disappointing se- season for them. Maybe the team, uh, you know, they definitely, I thought they were much better last week in defence against the Seahawks, but I've seen a stat where I think it's every team that has played the Seahawks this season has gone on and lost the following week, so that's that doesn't bode too well for the 49ers. I think uh, the Chargers will... I don't know, I haven't been impressed with them on offense at all over the last few weeks, and the, the 49ers have been a really, really bad run, so it's a hard one to call. I'm actually going to go here, and I'm going to go for a 49ers upset victory here, DJ. Um, I think they'll, they'll just eke it out in a low-scoring game, because I just I haven't been impressed with the offense off the Chargers the last few weeks. They have played two good defenses, and the Patriots and the Broncos, but I think they're playing another good defense this week, and they're going to struggle, so I'm giving a, an RO win, maybe a field goal win here to the, the 49ers. And that'll all but seal the fate of uh, the Chargers, unfortunately, for all those Bolts fans. Yeah, come, I'm going to go the other way and go with a Chargers victory, looking at a particular stat of over the last 54 drives, the 49ers have scored a total of five touchdowns. Yeah, it's not So good. I'm going with a Chargers win here. So both opposite way, DJ, that happened last week a few times, and it kind of worked out 50-50 in our predictions. Of course, San Francisco also have the home field advantage in this, whether it is a home field advantage for them or not. Uh, the Levi Stadium hasn't been all that good to them so far. Those both games, DJ, that we mentioned, I may as well just say as we move forward, those both games on Saturday, they'll be on late here in Ireland and the UK. They'll be on 4pm uh, Eastern time in the States. So we'll be uh, staying up late to see those games. I'm really looking forward to some Saturday football this weekend. So make sure you tune in to both those games. Don't be... And you fans, don't be getting up on Sunday expecting to see your team in the game already over those two games Saturday night. So looking forward to both of those. First one kicking off half nine our time and then the, the other one a little bit later. So looking forward to those, DJ, but a, a bit of Saturday football. Obviously, uh, we move on to Sunday and Minnesota are heading down to Miami and Miami haven't been all that impressive in recent weeks and the Patriots beat them up quite badly last week. How do you see this one going? Do you think the Dolphins can bounce back or do you think Minnesota, who almost got a result last week against the Lions, can get a W here on the road? I think it's going to be yet another almost weekend for the Vikings. They'll get quite close, but I think Ryan Tannehill will manage to get a victory here. It's not really going to make a difference to the Dolphins whether they win or lose at this stage, but I'm going to give them a win by about six points. Yeah, the Dolphins, DJ, defense in particular, from that kind of Packers game where they lost at the very, very end, all the way up to about maybe three weeks ago, was in very, very fine form. They were pressuring the quarterback. They were doing good at the back end. In particular, when they played the uh, Detroit Lions and lost very late on as well, they were very good in that game, and you know they're covering Megatron excellently. But they have really dropped off in the last few weeks, in my opinion, and uh, you know the Vikings don't really have those pieces on offense to threaten them, so they might get away with it this week. They do have the home field advantage. I think they'll they'll want to get a good result to, to finish off the season as they move forward at home and uh, try and keep everything a bit more positive for next year. Teddy Bridgewater last last week in particular I mentioned had a few chances to get a result and you know if he gets those chances this week maybe he takes them but he has been he has been steadily improving but I'm going to give a, agree with you here DJ a narrow win here for the Miami Dolphins. Next game DJ and we're uh, going here for the the Ravens I think will probably be our likely 
pick here for victory in this one. The Baltimore Ravens are heading to Houston to play the Houston Texans down in the NRG Stadium down in Houston. It's a, it's a very interesting one. These are Houston obviously now mathematically out off the playoff hunt, so we'll see how motivated they are this week. But the Baltimore Ravens are in the thick of the playoff chase down uh, in the AFC North. So, you know, they, they have to win here. We have two 9-5 and five teams in that division. Talk with Jeff about the Steelers game and uh, you know the Bengals as well nine four and one so it's it's really really uh, critical here for all these teams to get a result this week you know you lose this week and you're in big big trouble you could be mathematically eliminated almost and you know you have three teams there possibly going to get in with the wild card spots as well so DJ Baltimore heading on the road they've been you know Joe Flacco has been very good in their last few weeks I mentioned how pause or how consistent he's been in recent weeks uh, I, I can't see past the win here and obviously the quarterback issues for. The Houston Texans, Ryan Fitzpatrick is out, Ryan Mallett's out, Tom Savage is out, so maybe it's Case Keenum time, is it? Uh, we'll see We'll see who starts in this one, but I, I'm going here, DJ, on the road to win here for the, the Baltimore Ravens. I can't see anything other than that, and unless J.J. Watt drops back and plays quarterback, maybe that's maybe that's an option for the Texans. Yeah, come definite Ravens win here. Probably going to be maybe a touchdown or an R2. Next game up, DJ, is... Uh, the Cleveland Browns, Johnny Manziel getting a second start in their playing against the Carolina Panthers. This one in Carolina. So the Panthers here, DJ, still in with a slim, slim chance. Jeff mentioned his son is a, a Panthers fan and he's he's still holding out hope. So maybe a, a win here for the Panthers keeps things going. I think Cleveland's defense has been quite good this season. Very impressive at times with Joe Hayden's possibly missing this one. So his status up in the air as we as we record this i think uh, we're looking at a win here for the panthers and you know cam newton is it looks like cam newton's gonna be back as a game time decision but i think cam newton comes back lifts the spurs the team they got the win last week against tampa bay and i think they'll just get enough to you know what the cleveland Browns season been over i think they'll maybe just turn off systems or whatever you want to call it you know won't be as motivated as they have been but maybe they want to get that 500 season and put a bit more positivity into the cleveland fans and see how they go moving forward into next year. But I think DJ the Panthers win here at home, and I think Cam Newton plays, and probably is a decent enough game, whether it's sensible for him to play or not, but the season is on the line for them. What do you think? Yeah, Cam, there's a battle of two quarterbacks who put up no points between them last week. <laughs> Cam Newton, out injured. Johnny Manziel, well, he was on the field. May as well have been on the bench, but let's not talk too much about Johnny Football's major disaster. The mm. experts that were raving about Johnny Manziel before the game are now trying to find delve deep into the history books to find quarterbacks who had horrendous starts and came back to be pro ball pro bowlers and Hall of Famers and no fault to Johnny Manziel I really don't see him heading to the Hall of Fame unless it's on a visiting tour yeah we're always uh, you know when we're reviewing games everyone in the media is particularly oh look at this game he played terrible he's rubbish oh look at he played good he's brilliant we want to go from week to week and we forget you know it takes time for these players to develop sometimes so we'll see how Johnny plays this week but I mentioned there the Carolina Panthers if they win this if the New Orleans were to lose to the Falcons that would leave the Panthers in sole possession of the lead well not sole possession based on tiebreakers and so on and then of course the Panthers play the Falcons in week eight or in the last week of the season so we'll see dj uh, how it goes could be very interesting finish here to the nfc south a couple more games dj as we run through things on the green bay packers are heading to tampa bay and they need a win this week dj to keep things going with the lions this is if we all predicted a, a lions win the packers really need to win this one before their crunch clash in lambeau field next week DJ, uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. A number of Tampa Bay players, including Gerald McCoy, going on injured reserve this week. And uh, the Tampa Bay team, even with their star players, have been very, very poor recently. So I think 
the Packers take care of business on the road and get the win, and I'm, I'm really hoping I'm right here. What do you think? I'll come show the Packers defense are going to be really worried facing the 30th ranked <laughs> offense in the NFL. I would really love to know who the two teams are that are worse than the Buccaneers this year. Probably the Raiders and the Jets, maybe, and we'll talk more about the Jets later on in the show, but yeah, I'm going for a Packers win here, Colm. Yet again, Pat Murray, former OTI guest and official OTI kicker. Probably the best thing about the Buccaneers for the 16th week in a row. Yeah, you'll probably find each out to the Mike Evans. He's probably the top scoring player on the team, so he's having a, he's having a solid season uh, starting as a, a rookie kicker. But DJ, Mike Evans is the only thing really would worry me in this game, and I think they'll, they'll do enough to cover him and uh, hopefully they'll come out with the win. Moving on, DJ, to the next game, and that is the New England Patriots and your beloved... New York Jets facing off. Obviously, DJ, the, the Patriots here got a, a little bit of a, a fright, more than a little bit, during the season when they played this in Foxborough. They they only won late on with a missed field goal, and then there was all controversy whether there was a, a you know the the lineup of the teams and all was wrong, and should there be a flag and so on and so forth. But the New England Patriots won that game, DJ. They're heading into New York or into New Jersey, let's call it, into the Meadowlands. How do you see this one going? You'll call me can see Darion Reeves and Brandon Browner having some sleepless nights heading into Sunday. It'll be like a child opening Christmas presents on Christmas morning when they get to face the Jets offense because it will just be like Santa Claus has brought them all the presents they could ever ask for. <laughs> Probably a few pick sixes, a couple of interceptions, a couple of hits. No doubt Brandon Browner will get a flag or two in his stocking and <laughs> FedEx fine maybe coming in the post for him I think you're right DJ in all aspects there in particular talking about the New York Jets uh, offense Eric Decker played quite well I thought last week but he then he kind of screwed himself up with his foot out of bounds in one play and a number of other things but you know maybe we'll see an upset but I think uh, the Patriots win this one but Coach Ryan always has the team seemingly willing to fight for him each and every season up until the very end so I think it's his last season there and we'll see what happens another team DJ in New York the Giants and the St. Louis Rams nothing to play for here really out of either team just seeing how they finish out the season and I suppose some people playing for obviously there's players on the rosters playing for jobs because there'll be those fringe players that might make it in so there's a big aspect of that then the coaches obviously I think Tom Coughlin will probably be gone at the end of the season anyway but I think it'll be on his own terms I don't think they'll, I think they'll give him the dignity of uh, not firing him but we'll see here DJ St. Louis look like a team that could be on the rise we've seen this last year with the, the Cardinals where they kind of started to rise towards the end of the season we've seen it this year with St. Louis so we'll see how they go next year and particularly when they have the quarterback situation maybe that's a landing spot for Jay Cutler next year but DJ uh, just their defence has been absolutely superb and they're at home and they're after losing last week to the Cardinals in division I think they're going to get a win here against the uh, Giants to finish the season off and two win week, I suppose. <laughs> two wins column last week for the New York sides and I'm going to agree with you this yeah, week it's, probably, it's going to be two losses in week 16 for the New York teams and another team from New York but further upstate and that's the Buffalo Bills taking on the Oakland Raiders yeah, it's just, it's going to be an interesting one. This was one that we picked out maybe that Oakland would get their first one of the season. I remember when we were talking about when they were 0-16. Well, they got two wins since, so you know, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Buffalo, last week, DJ bet the Packers, and their defense has been absolutely superb. I think they're going to give uh, Derek Carr a really, really hard time in this one, and uh, I think Buffalo will get the win on the road. I have been very impressed with them this season, a lot more impressed than I thought I was going to be. So I'm going to give the, the win here on the road to them, and uh, you know, Oakland got their two wins, and I think now... They're happy enough and we'll see how they finish the season, but Buffalo here will get enough done on the road and get the win, I think. DJ, 
The Indianapolis Colts are traveling to Dallas. The Colts obviously have the division wrapped up. The Dallas Cowboys were the big one last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they need a win here because this division's really up in the air. There's a possibility of whichever team doesn't win the division could actually miss out in the playoffs due to tiebreakers and so on. So it's critical here for Dallas to try and get the result. I think Indianapolis have the result, but they're obviously trying to get as high a seed as they can. Dallas, DJ, that was an impressive win last week, and they have, a, they have an unbeaten record on the road, but their record at home hasn't been all that superb. But I think uh, Andrew Luck's turning the ball over a little bit too much, and maybe he cleans his, cleans his act up in this. He's having a good season, but just turnovers, he's second highest in the league after. Jay Cutler, we've mentioned a number of times now. But uh, I'm going to go... Uh, Really sitting on the fence. You never can count luck out even when he's down a lot of points. But if Dallas play like they did last week in Philadelphia and you know the, the, Col- the Colts defense hasn't been great in the last few weeks, I'm going to give a win here to the Dallas Cowboys at home. And That's not a pick that I'm overly confident about, but I'll go with the Cowboys. Yeah, Colm, I'm hoping the UK Cowboys fans will be celebrating on Sunday night and hopefully the Colts may be down on their luck. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's interesting too. Uh, maybe it's not a good sign for those UK Cowboys fans. They're probably thinking both guys go with us. That's a very good sign. The last two weeks, DJ, I've picked against them, and you've picked alone to go with them. So every time I've picked to get picked for them, they haven't been very good this season. So hopefully, I'm not jinxing them there for the the Cowboys fans in the UK. DJ Seattle and Arizona. This is a cl- really a clear cut. You know, one of those games of the week, and it is the Sunday night game. It's going to be an interesting one. Seattle are traveling to Arizona. They won in Seattle a few weeks back, and Arizona having all the issues with the quarterback at the moment. It'll be interesting. There's a word that's going to be you know a package put in for Logan Thomas. So we'll see if he gets many snaps snaps in the game, and we'll see what happens if he can perform against this Seattle Seahawks defense who's been really really improving in the last few weeks I've been very very impressed with them I think Arizona are going to have a lot of trouble putting up points but Seattle might have a little bit of trouble putting up points too I think it'll be another low scoring game like the first encounter ever wins this game DJ is likely to win that division if the 49 or if the 49ers sorry 49er fans you're out of the playoffs but if Arizona win it they clinch the division if Seattle win it they put it all in their own hands for almost getting home field advantage so nobody wants to go up there to CenturyLink field and I'm looking forward to seeing how this game goes you going DJ within the Seattle one like my myself, or are you going with an Arizona one? The with this game had it been about five weeks ago or so before Carson Palmer had got injured, I would have said if it would be a Cardinals win, but Same. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks to get the win here. The Cardinals have done what I thought they would do with Drew Stanton, a quarterback, and that was go downhill. No, he's not even a quarterback, so <laughs> that, that's not a good sign. But the, the one thing here, DJ Seattle aren't always as good on the road as they are at home. So, you know, we talk about their home field advantage, and it is very strong. So we'll see how they do on the road. They have been very good in the road in the last couple of games. So they bet uh, the, the, the Eagles, and they also bet the 49ers. So we'll see, we'll see what happens here. But I'm hoping for an Arizona win, I think. But uh, Seattle are likely to do so. And, you know, I'm being selfish here as well. If Seattle win and then lose their last game to the Rams, the Packers win their two games. The Packers become the number one seed, and that's been very, very greedy. I'm just hoping that the Packers win the division at this point in time and get a win on Sunday to be my main goal. So, being very greedy there, DJ. But it's going to be a very fascinating week, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the stuff that has to happen. The last thing, DJ, to run through, Tennessee are playing Jacksonville. You mentioned the, some of the <laughs> Darrell Reavers and co. having a sleepless nights up to up to the game as if it was Christmas Day. Well, uh, I don't think uh, there'll be too many people sleepless tonight. I think people will be sleeping very soundly in Ireland and the UK, and I don't think there'll be too many staying up for the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we'll throw out a prediction just uh, just for laughs. Who are you going with this in this game? I'm going to go the field goal of victory for Tennessee. Yeah, well, DJ's going for Tennessee. I'm going the opposite way. Jacksonville here. I think they win. I think they'll have a good win. I think 
they're a team that's playing hard at the moment and like last season they're trying to finish strong they're always trying to win I think Tennessee might have their you know their holidays booked and looking forward to some turkey in that over Christmas so we'll see how it goes but I'm giving the win here to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home DJ we've uh, done everything really on the show but uh, let's do a lock of the week now so who are you going for out of these games it's hard this week with some teams being out of the running some teams you know really fighting for wins and even some of them clashing against each other what's your lock of the week this week as you look through the fixtures going to do the same as last week column and look for a game that there's going to be some value in and I'm going to go with a Seahawks win against the Cardinals I think spread probably be about six points or maybe a touchdown I think that's probably going to be the best value you'll get this week yeah it's an interesting one DJ but just that Arizona defense is very very strong it'll be um, it's a fascinating game looking forward to seeing how it, how it all develops looking through games DJ I could say Detroit uh, facing Chicago don't want to go with that one Cleveland are bound to do better this week with Johnny Manziel than they did last week so that's the one that's out of the way I'm just going to go with DJ here I was going to go with your New England Patriots but I'm going here and I'm going with Green Bay because they have to win this week and let's say if they don't be my lock of the week this week uh, my season is nearly over so Green Bay for the lock of the week for me and DJ with the Seattle Seahawks so DJ that wraps up all the games for week 15 I must say enjoyed going through them and I'm really looking forward to watching a number of those games this weekend very interesting to hear Jeff talk about that Steelers game and the way he's going to be breaking it down on Sky Sports NFL I'm looking forward to uh, seeing his clips and I'm obviously looking forward to seeing a number of the games this week but DJ have to say my unbiased opinion the uh, Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is right at the top of my list and I suppose my weekend of uh, NFL enjoyment will really come down to how that result goes I'm hoping for a win predicted a win there in the in the preview so I think uh, they'll get the win I'm just just have that little nervous feeling in my stomach as well though but a must win and then we'll face the, the Detroit Lions next week in Lambeau Field and everything on the line in that one so that'll be a fantastic game if it comes to fruition in that scenario but DJ uh, we'll be back as always on Monday with our recap show for the listeners some people asking about the uh, playoff schedule we'll we'll come to that when we get there another two weeks and we're still trying to decide what way we're going to go with that maybe get a few more guests on in that time always trying to line up new guests any ideas you have do tweet us them and uh, thank you as always for your suggestions over the past number of weeks and so dj i guess i'll wrap it up Uh, i've waffled on long enough we'll be back on monday as i mentioned with the recap show thanks for listening do keep spreading the word and until then i'm colin and i'm dj and until then have a good one Go Pack Go! Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.